Hello, everybody, and good evening. My name is Gabe Cooper. I'm here with David Tracy and Ben. And this episode of Thunderdome Metal Reviews is a grab bag, and it is of my design. It's called Not My Subgenre. Anybody want to take a guess as to what that is? But not your subgenre specifically? <laughs> no, um, I mean, the, the rationale of this. Oh, taking us out of our comfort zone to see how truly adaptive that we can be. Not my circus, not my monkeys. <laughs> not my fault. <laughs> not my fault. <laughs> well, I thought it was a cool idea, though I yeah. used it in a way that, as we will see, was uh, perhaps running against the grain. <laughs> but as I want to do. Yeah, I think the whole idea was to try to run against the grain, too. And I mean, I think it's always fun to see where people find stuff that they don't normally tend to find stuff and get into it. And I thought it'd be fun for all of us to kind of take part in that, uh, getting out of our comfort zones and making each other uncomfortable as usual. <laughs> so everybody gets to share in what I feel like whenever I pick an album and make Every everybody else feel comfortable. Well, except yeah. that you are usually emotionally attached to the albums you pick. Correct. I think what I you're know. trying to say, Ben, is 60% of the time it works every time. <laughs> exactly like that. Well, I had the the um, burden, I guess, or privilege, depending on how you want to look yeah. at it, of, yeah. of picking first. And I picked something that was definitely not in my wheelhouse, I feel. We'll see if everybody else agrees. But I picked uh, Black Cascade, the third fully studio album from Wolves in the Throne Room. It was released on May 5th of 2009 on Southern Lord Records. Has a runtime of 49 minutes and 58 seconds, which doesn't sound bad until you realize that there are only four songs on this. Um, it was mm. produced by Wolves <laughs> of the Throne, Ruben Randall Dunn. And uh, the band is Nathan Weaver on vocals and guitar. Will Lindsay, no relation, guitar, bass, and backing vocals, at least that I know of. Aaron Weaver on drums and synth. I would like to point out that half, fully 50% of these we get from the Pacific Northwest. Yes. By luck. You've so, Ben, why did you... Why, why the other ones are Portland, but well, Ben, why did you pick this particular album that hopefully no one's emotionally attached to? Given what <laughs> I'm going to say, <laughs> um, it, it actually came from doing research when we were talking about Hooded Menace, and I was just uh, mm -hmm. looking into NSBW and the allegations or National Social Black Metal for those of you who don't know, um, to try and verify or as much as one can that kind of thing. And I ran across what I believe was labeled Red Anarchist Black Metal, and I was like, you know what? I didn't know that that was a thing. So if there's ever an opportunity, I'm going to, to select that. And this was the opportunity. Washington State makes it possible. Yes. So what did everybody think? I was actually happy yeah. for it. Yeah. Go ahead, David. No, I want you to go ahead before I say what's <laughs> Let's well, start with a positive. It's like grading papers. Like, let's open with a positive. <laughs> well, well, um, this is my second experience of Wolves in the Throne Room. I've listened to their 2022 album or 2021 album. Getting a little ahead of myself there. We still got six more months of this year. But this is my second. Uh, listen to these guys. I enjoyed this album. I liked it a lot. But again, I guess I'm the residential. If any of us are going to like black metal, it's going to be me. It's nice to hear have somebody else pick it, though, to kind of get, even if it's just kind of like a shot in the dark, like, fuck it, we're going with these guys. I don't know for sure, but I think we've done other red and anarchist black metal bands i think uh oh damn it i can't think of their name now not spectral Lord. maybe but not according to the list that i looked yeah. at because it wasn't anybody we had done okay but 
yeah, I enjoyed this album. It's very black metal-y. It's got that wonderful level of dissonance that you come to appreciate with black metal with just enough slight variety. And if you're listening to it on actual headphones that you can pick out little differences in guitars and rhythm changes and notes. Uh, I would not recommend listening to this album on speakers because it would probably just turn into a blur at that point. I ain't gonna I lie, that is how I listen to it. Yes, yeah, same. <laughs> but go on. Duly <laughs> <laughs> noted. Yeah, just, just, I'm just gonna say for future reference, if it's black metal, listen to it on headphones because I feel like it kind of starts to run together in speakers. Uh, but I think it was overall really well done. The guitar playing is pretty good. The drumming is pretty good. It's not all entire blast beats. They actually mix it up some. I mean, it is the black metal vocals do leave a little bit to be desired. Like we saw a downfall guy when they mixed in their clean vocals. That was a little bit missing, but overall I enjoyed the album. I didn't listen to it on headphones. Usually I do do that. I did just say do do. No, usually I do listen to my headphones, but this week was a blur of taking different people to the hospital and spending time in the police station. So I cr- cranked it up yesterday while grading papers. I'm like, let's just, let's just do this. And it was there a moment where my host mom walked out. She's like, what? <laughs> it's like, what the hell is that? I'm like, um, I'd blame Tracy, but I can't. So Yeah, yeah no, no, listen, this it, is entirely my fault. Um, I want to hear what Gabe, before I, I say what I thought you could think about it, I want to hear what Gabe, because... As we all know, Gabe is a fan of cavernous death metal. And while this is neither cavernous nor death metal, it is very <laughs> ambient. Um, you know, it is um, very atmospheric, uh-huh. like a lot of black metalists. So this is not if until I saw that this was a U.S. band, I would have thought that this was a Norwegian band. Oh, God, yes. It's a whole S vibe. It's the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. So I have a like I have a theoretical question and then I, I get into like what I actually think of this. My theoretical question has to do with like the subgenre because like I don't know enough about RBM to know that this style has anything to do with the music other than the black metal piece like because you know I couldn't really tell what they were saying and I couldn't tell you know what kind of political sentiments they were you know putting out there so does that distinction have anything to do with how the how music sounds that that was a question I had and then like, cause otherwise it's just atmospheric black metal to me. And that's something that I would need to listen to a lot more of to know whether this is an, at all groundbreaking. You know, I think like for me, it's really a lot of atmosphere, but it's very ponderous and droney. And for, mm-hmm. and for me, it was kind of like long-winded. I think of the four of us, probably Tracy is the most in the bad for, for Atmo Black, uh, as the kids are calling it these days. Yeah, very much so, um, probably. But my problem is that even though there is some atmosphere, it doesn't actually go anywhere. Like, you know, and I think that's a really big weakness um, for me as a listener. Um, you know, I want to hear development if the songs are this long, you know, um, e- even if like where you're going, isn't the point the ride should be really interesting enough that you don't kind of want to get off along the way. And by and large, as you'll hear later, like it just takes a long time for these songs to go anywhere. And you know, maybe it's just that atmosphere that you're going for, but I don't think it can really be an end in itself. And for me, and for me, when I'm listening to, I don't know, something else that's kind of related, maybe like cavernous death metal, it's also like I'm looking for development. I'm I'm looking for a vibe that is punctuated by, you know, interesting guitar lines or like, you know, that that really pounding uh, bass or drums. You know, a recording session that leaves the studio uninhabitable for the next five thousand years. Precisely, something completely dirty and dingy and disgusting um so I, I, not to, or no you go ahead Tracy. oh I, I guess i was gonna 
I was going to try and answer a couple of your points, I think. One, as for the designation between red and anarchist black metal versus like typical black metal versus national socialist black metal, I think it's very much a stated political agenda of like the personal artists themselves and kind of how they fall into that camp. Because looking at the lyrics of like Mary Cognitum and this album in particular, like they don't necessarily do very much, like I say, political speech in them. Like just looking at the lyrics, it's just kind of very much dark fantasy in a sense. Like yeah, something you would see typical of like Vampire the Masquerade. Um, yeah, I didn't pick up because I did look up the lyrics a little bit because was not was not a huge fan of the vocalist. And it's like, what's he saying? You know, just dark elves and shit. I don't know. It just, I guess being not Nazi, just sort of yeah, popular yeah, that was, situation. The, yeah, the, the lyrics were not overtly Nazi, so uh, or Nazi at all. So that was the only thing that I could, that I could pick. I thought it was fairly standard black metal affair um, as yeah. far as lyrically. Definitely go, there. It goes. Um, a little less satanic than some black metal, but I mean... Sure. No, whatever. I wanted to I, smash the state, though. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, don't I mean, that, that, how's that different? Music. Exactly. How's that different than you just breathing, David? <laughs> good, good point. But on the other end, I think part of the atmosphere of black metal is that it's not, I guess you could say, heading anywhere with a purpose. You're just kind of there and floating it. And I think that's actually what I like about it is that it's just there not a rush it's not hey i'm going to spend 14 minutes of here just zone the fuck out and come back later you know what i'm saying which i know how much everybody else in this call loves that (laughs) well then 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 the question becomes like is is black metal that has like an explicit out and out like destination is does that have fascist potential you know by that logic you know like this atmospheric stuff is tends to be the the anti- Right. No, because I mean, there's probably I'm not about to dive into not national socialist black metal to try and find that out. But I don't think there's any divergence in particular, like stylistically between them. Okay, I just think it's just an, like we saw with at the end of 2020, I listened to a black metal album by a Cleese, and I was like, oh wow, it sounds pretty good. Then I got to looking, and that dude is a fucking fascist and not and a neo-Nazi. Like, there's pictures of him at a Schwarzenegger event, and there's covered in new nazi regalia and like tattoos like the short sun and i think there's a swastika and it's just like nope and i think it's just really just over political personal opinions of just how they display them i don't think it shows up much in the writing itself in the songs but it's just with their what bill they show up on at a concert <laughs> or what concerts yeah. they go to i agree with tracy on that at least if i'm going to take you know nazi punk as a a precursor for nazi black metal is that it sounds close enough to the regular stuff that if you were to play somebody just a song and they weren't really paying attention they wouldn't know that it was its own subgenre um because that's the point right that they're they're trying to indoctrinate and get people to contribute money to the call so they don't want to be like club you over the head with it and then turn you off so the goebbels principle yeah i mean i would say that this is further evidence that like politics, sometimes bad taste is a horseshoe. Yeah. Because ultimately, I appreciate their ideological commitment to not being Nazis, but it's a very low bar, y'all. So some people <laughs> yes. Look, it's, it's a very low bar. It. The <laughs> lowest of low bars. It, but yet people, people keep tripping over it here. You know, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here too. Here too, dude. As I walk around the main streets of Bregan. Yeah, people aren't clearing that bar. I just, for me, on to pylon, but of course I will. One the the lyric the vocals, Ugh, I just they are terrible. Yeah. 
I, they're terrible. And I understand that's part of the genre and that's supposed to be part of the atmosphere. But between that and just the fact that these songs just don't resolve in any way, it just turned on and on and on. And I, and then there was not even the release of like, well, at least a new song's about to start. Like, no one is a bitch. There's four on here, and each one is 107 minutes long. I, I, I'm, I, I have through Thunderdome learned to appreciate things that sometimes are just a whole ass vibe. Because Gabe really does pick them sometimes. Yes, uh, yes. I don't know if you picked character, but anyway, there's been things we've listened to that were sort of <laughs> vibe checks. <laughs> Gabe Cooper. Have you, know, have, have, you heard, have you heard Perta? Perta was me. But I was, that was my doing. <laughs> yeah, well, I would listen to that any day of the week over this. Right? Like, I, I just, I just, I don't know. That's a different kind and, of, and, that's a different kind of atmosphere. That's, you know, Krampus, kill me Krampus. No? I mean, I, Genesis. oh no, I saw Having seen Krampus, having just seen a bunch of pictures on top of the mountain yesterday, I'm like, oh, now I can Krampus. Anyway, yes, I I understand the principle of of like you know it creates an atmosphere. I just don't like this atmosphere and wanted to leave it as soon as possible. But I know, I understand, there are millions of people worldwide. Ninety-seven percent of them in Norway, and I guess the other three in Washington State, where like this is everything. And I know Tracy likes it, so. I'm happy for you, Tracy, that you have this in your life. I know. It's a very late discovery in life of liking these. Uh, so I guess my thoughts on the actual music, other than the fact that the, the singer is terrible. Um, I thought there was some decent playing here, um, as we talked about in our group chat. Um, and as Gabe correctly pointed out, that a lot of times black metal guitars is just surf guitars with distortion. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's very cool. Sometimes it's not. And more often than not, uh, I thought initially that the riffs were cool, but uh, man, they would just, uh, due to the length of the song, go on and on. And as has already been said, they don't really resolve, um, you know, and sometimes I'm here for that. Like if you put on a really cool, like high on fire and let those dudes jam out for 10 minutes, rock on or even clutch, you know, um, sure. that kind of thing. I, I am super here for it. Get lost in the sauce. I could not get lost in the sauce on this. And yeah, just um, as the the songs were too long, even though the album was not, because it did make it seem like, because there was so little variation. Tracy's right to say that there is some, and maybe even apparently more if you listen to it on headphones. But I think that that is like, uh, if I have to listen to headphone put headphones on to listen to your music, uh, that's why the fuck are you doing that? Um, so yeah, it just it didn't it didn't really flip my switches. But I mean, it's a competent um, and, and well-executed example of the genre. It's just not my genre for a reason. <laughs> not my sub-genre. Yeah. Not my sub-monkeys. <laughs> Indeed. Three songs? Well, so I was going to ask real quick, does, does this meet the criteria of not my sub-genre for Ben? I will say yes. <laughs> oh, I would say yes, too. Yeah. Ben, you have passed the assignment. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, well, I guess before the three you say none of them, I will go and say all of them. It's an all or nothing thing in this album. Just it's only fifty minutes. Just jump in and go for the ride. I thought the first track Man, was like okay, like it was okay, but I think everything else was not uh, not worth waiting around for. Yeah, I, can't I kind of agree with Gabe. I can't either. <laughs> I agree with Gabe that the yeah. opening track is probably the best single track on there, probably because it's the shortest. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to make that association, but that to me, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then like after five minutes, that's like, oh, uh, okay. And that's kind of how I felt about all the tracks. None. Just none. I don't, 
you know, I guess maybe the first one is a little shorter, but I, I you know, no. Okay. Enjoy everyone that loves black metal. No, you just, just, there's even some black metal I've heard I like, but there's, yeah, there has to be some kind of variation and a better vocalist than this. And some are better than this, I would like to point out. Like, you, you're not required to, I mean, I think you're required to have a shitty Xerox for your cover, and you're required to have production that sounds like it was made in a muffin tin, but I mean, there is variation with the genre. It's just, it's just a plan for me. Well, then. Are you going to ask if we're going to buy this? Is that what you, is that what yep. you Well, no. no. <laughs> then we do, we will be doing that at the end, so we will be moving so. on. Yep, I'll do the next one. It's just, I was, I do not have it pulled up yet. It is David's pick in Allegiance Damnum from this that came out this year. I believe February, wasn't it? February 25th, 2022. Yep. On Metal Blade Records. Um, I am not sure what number of albums. Denver, Colorado. Yep. Not the Pacific Northwest. So again, now three of these are from West Mississippi. Yeah, this is another one of those examples of uh, something that Sounds like it could be distinctly European, but it's not. Um, the band is Greg Burgess on lead guitar, Michael Stansel on rhythm guitar, Riley McShane on vocals, Brandon Michael on bass, and Jeff Saltzman on drums. I'm not sure who the producer on this album was, um, or exactly off the top of Probably my head. What the run time is. Yeah, it could have been my mama. That would be impressive doing it from the grave. Um, I know, mine but, too. Yeah. Black metal. Um, Wait, no. <laughs> no, if it was black metal, necromatic death metal, perhaps. Um, <laughs> it would just make sense. Yep. Hey, Tracy, what's the runtime on this? The runtime on this is right at, I believe, an hour. Uh, yes, it right at an hour. Yep. So, David, why'd you pick uh, this album? Because you were agonizing over where to put this album, and you said, Hey David, you don't really like tech death that much, and so I think I was like, yeah, I do, Tracy, but I like you more than I like tech death. Then I don't not not like tech death, so I put it in the spot. So I fucked up the assignment, but it was out of love for Tracy. I mean, it isn't. I will say this: it isn't my initial go-to. I do tend to fall more on the, you know, Tampa's coming with for you with a sledgehammer, and I've learned to appreciate like you know, particularly things like Archfire. So I didn't know this genre necessarily super well. But I wouldn't say it's not my genre, but Tracy seemed to really want it and told me I didn't like tech death, so I put it here. <laughs> I think I failed the assignment. <laughs> but I didn't fail the assignment of please the Lord of the Spreadsheet, so I feel like I should at least be curved back up to a C. I don't know. David, you, you were supposed to not tell anybody, and then I said the 50 oh. on your PayPal. But <laughs> I mean, yes, of course, I hate tech death because I hate technology and I hate that. You know that you got to come stronger than $50 when he's making that sweet, sweet MSU money. Come on now. I know, totally, dude. <laughs> I know. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> Cash rules everything around me. Anyway, right. so this wasn't, wasn't quite the assignment, but also uh, I was pleased it was in the mix because it's the thing I actually like. And this album I already like because I've been listening to it in February. So I think I fucked up the assignment. I'm sorry, Gabe. I just... It's fine. I also didn't think this was it. your... I didn't think it was out of your wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Like... I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I love the other um, you listen to. Being that so, at least like yeah. some of it is kind of death metally. Um, totally. Yeah, I fucked it up. But anyway, it's just close it's enough. I, David, you did good I on your assignment. A plus. I'm not picking your soap chat. <laughs> <laughs> good job. But uh, you know, I like. I'd never heard of a Legion until we reviewed. I don't remember what year that I, album came out. I pop, 
2018, I believe, in his autopsy. It's, it's from the cloaca chasm that formed in 2018, the singularity. So, yeah. uh, I remember I, I really doing it. It was 2019, 2019. is apoptosis, cell death, so or whatever it's called. Mm. Yes, exactly. So, I love that album. So, I was very not, not, not sad. I don't know if I had the right number in there, but this is happening here. And so it did. I want to give a shout out. They did have two guest musicians on here. Joe Ferris, who did the orchestration and played the synthesizers, or at least some of them. And Tommy Bonavale, who played piano. And the producer was Dave Otero. I'm going to give a shout out to McShane, who I think, even since Apoptosis has gotten better in terms of the vocals, I feel like there was a bit of a, I don't want to say a quantum leap, but I think the, the vocals are better on this album. And I also think the addition on several tracks of some acoustic stuff is quite a nice touch. So in terms of evolution over the arc of a band, and again, I only know, I think the one before Apoptosis through this, there's been some changes that kind of surprised me. It was one of the videos we watched one night late. So that was cool to see. I like, I like artistic growth. Yeah, like in Apoptosis, they had kind of tried a little with the clean vocals, but it's still, I feel like in this album, they specifically went much, much more into making that a feature instead. And well, it's, I think it shows drastically on this album. They should have done a lot more of it because the clean vocals are better than the fry vocals. Yeah, that's artistic growth because they were really not a thing before. So, yes. I, I don't think, know how this happened. I don't know if he was, got a vocal coach or what happened here, but it's very good. Well, I was going to say, but it was like they, because they experimented with, like, I think it was a couple tracks on the other one. They're just kind of more as like, a feel where they kind of added into some aspects of it but here there's so much more to the forefront like the video we saw when they first released the uh, of beast and worms video mm-hmm. like that was shocking to see that's such a heavy emphasis placed on the clean vocals aspect of it and i do agree with ben i think the fry vocals did take a bit of a drop from the previous album but i do think he did try experimenting with different styles of fry vocals compared to apoptosis well, i came into this completely blind having not heard any of their albums before and first to go and address like you know we already talked about you know dave not doing the assignment or doing it wrong or whatever but this album also breaks the uh the theme in a way because these guys of the four albums we looked at these guys are actually using more subgenres or drawing on more subgenres than the other guys are the other bands are so that's interesting so which is not your subgenre <laughs> you know is it the, the melodic death metal <laughs> yeah, or is it tech death or is it you know so um, and that is also for me, kind of like a breaking point of this band. Like, I think that you have to really be in for all of the things that they're doing and the mix, the particular mix that they do. I think that I enjoyed this album. The first couple of times I listened to it much more than subsequent listens. Cause the first couple of times I listened to it, I was listening to it while I was working out. I was like, all right, this is cool. But I, uh, paid a lot more attention to it for this week and, while it does have those elements that I do like, I do like some melodic death metal. I do like uh, tef- tech death. A lot of the time, the combination just doesn't appeal to me. And the the clean singing and sort of the lighter moments here actually remind me of Opeth a little bit. I don't know if anybody else felt that. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, cool. to just kind of put it out there, hearing called home. I was like, oh, wow, this sounds a lot like Opeth. And I was like, yeah. that's kind of what started me to flip that blast in the Opeth from Camelot. And that's where that transition started was hearing called home. It's like, oh, I need to get this in there. 
That's cool. So I like some of those moments, but just other ones don't work. And I think as you'll see, like there's a chunk of this record that I think is like pretty solid. And I think this record is just too long. There's um, some of that experimenting on here. It's just kind of extra, but yeah, that, that was sort of my take on it. Come as much of a surprise, but um, I agree with almost everything that Gabe said. I mean, first off, this is at least partially tech death. They are pulling from some of the things. So you know to expect really good playing on this. And I will say that the musicianship is top notch. I'm pretty sure I said that when we reviewed the other uh, album by them. Um, specific, uh, if I could talk tonight, I'd be dangerous. Um, specifically the bass playing, because this was the had the second best bass playing of the four albums that we reviewed, in my opinion. Um, so I really enjoyed that. It's just... Again, there is such a hodgepodge of stuff here, and while it it is a good thing that we are talking about this album after the last album that we were talking about, Wolves in the Throne Room, because those 10-minute songs didn't go anywhere. These songs also kind of don't go anywhere, but they're much shorter and much tighter from a songwriting perspective, so it get, made it feel like they went places, and I listened to them in the order that we review them, so it was um, very refreshing in that way, but as I listened to it more, I was like, oh, okay, well, here's another virtuosic like musical performance with some decent singing that doesn't really do anything. I just want to say, go. You go ahead, Tracy. I just want to say, since I heard this album in February, this album is been a, like David, a retread that I've listened to a couple of times since then. It will be on my end of the year list. So we will see it again. Like I've already know it's going to be in my end of year list. I just don't know where. I mean, it's, we, you know, we're only halfway through the year and I don't have my, like I've got a spreadsheet. I'm not Tracy, but I've got a list of 2022 albums. I don't know exactly where it falls, but it's certainly in the top five for me. It's not Mashuga, but I think I both... It's interesting. We've had other bands like this where all the elements were there that one of the slides but didn't come together, right? I can't think of an example off the top of my head. Like, I should like this, but I don't. Uh, I should like this every album Tracy's ever picked. I I, I actually... I I did really like this, and part of it is, is that I've been listening to it February and I so liked the previous album. I liked that album a lot. I don't know. I thought I thought the experimentation was successful and I appreciated the innovation. And you know, I think in general I am more comfortable with genre mixing and bending than maybe Gabe and Ben, but not as much as Tracy. I mean, we sort of fall in the middle there on that spectrum of you know between the buried and me on one end or whatever, and I don't know werewolves on the other. Which is just sort of one thing, and they're just doing it well, in my opinion. Uh, that album's coming up, so we'll see if that. Uh, I was super pleased with it, and I know I didn't do the assignment, but I was trying to do Transit Solid. And I was very glad it was in the mix, given what preceded it, because I like Ben listens them in order, and dear God. So that was good. But I think I think they did this well, and I appreciate the innovation. I think they're very good at playing their instruments, and I don't know. I just, for me, uh, it passed a vibe check, and it gelled in a way. I can understand how it would not for others, which is probably how Tracy feels with every album he's ever signed. But that's just everybody's feelings. It's David is feeling what I feel on most album picks for myself. It comes with the territory of being the radical and picking some random ass shit, as I like to call it. But no, I think they did a really good job kind of knowing the sounds. I like that they experimented more on this album than they did the previous one. I like that they tried to do more melodic aspects on this album. And I think it I think it's gonna have some staying power. In terms of like re-listen even past this year? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want I don't want you all to get the wrong idea. I, I do like pieces of this album. I just don't it doesn't work as as a whole for me. 
Um, and as far as the genre mixing goes, like there are certain genres that I've, that I definitely like to be mixed, right. Or that I can handle in large quantities when mixed. I think it also just comes to, you know, how, I don't want to say balanced, but I, but it, it is some kind of a balance that you have to strike. Um, when you do mix the genres, like you can't just be like throwing them in willy nilly. And that's a lot of the complaint that we get with some of the prog records that, that Tracy picks, but it's not like, it's not like you can't do it. Of course you can do it. You can do whatever you want. But the question is like, are, is everybody going to enjoy it? And probably not. Um, if it's just kind of like, you know, haphazard or it doesn't seem like there's a plan to it. These guys are great players and, um, they do have a sense of composition, I just think that the album is, is too long and, you know, uh, it's a little bit stylistically out of my box, even though it contains like, you know, it checks a couple of boxes for me. So it worked for half of us. 50% of the time it worked every time. Right. So I get all that. Not for everyone. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Tracy slash condolences. Uh, that happens. I At like it now. I mean, yeah, I've corrupted David enough for him to go. Hmm. You have. Okay. The d- <laughs> the darkness anyway yeah i was into this <laughs> obviously and fu- so much so that i fucked up the assignment <laughs> sorry thank everyone you for, i thank you for your sacrifice david all right i salute you salute indeed david why don't you tell us what tracks you like all right let's pull it up yo the sun finally is up let's see um pretty much all of them i would say I particularly like, I think that run of Bastards of the Earth through Abyssin works awesome into Embers. Those are quite good. I like Vermin. Uh, Blight is, is pretty interesting. I think it is pretty strong. I mean, I like pretty much all of them. Those, I would say, are some of the highlight tracks for me. Particularly Abyssin Worms into Embers and Vermin and Blight. It's good shit. I think it has, I think it's really strong from Bastards of the Earth all the way to Blight. I really enjoy Call It Home. I think it ends extremely well with Only Loss. Um, but I really enjoy all the songs off here. Yeah, me too. Mm. I didn't really like any of them. Drink, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Drink. I'm going to drink a metaphorical. <laughs> I mean, there's, they're, not, they're not bad. They're not bad. Um, but I didn't think any of them were particularly good and catchy. And like, I wouldn't put any of them on a list for anything. So you're saying it's certified and album? And, well, exactly. Yeah. It was certified and album okay. And album super okay. Just you know, probably the most well played and album, but yeah, I agree with that. So I thought that the run of like Into Embers to Blight was really great. That the Into Embers is like where the album opens up for me, and uh, the very next track to Carry My Grief has a really nice bass solo in it. There's a lot of just heavy, heavy, heavy monster groovy just ripping stuff going on there. The other pieces of the album were not really my vibe. But um, I think that Saturnine is a nice return to like what I think they could have done, you know, before. And the closer only losses like really do me and surprising. I really like that. So I liked a lot of the songs, but as but I guess the package was not not as impressive to me. They're they're really good players for sure. Sorry, their package didn't measure. <laughs> he fixes the cable. Indeed. Um, and just for the record, this was their sixth studio album. Yeah, I've heard half of them, I guess, now, but I like them all. I haven't gone this far back. As much as I try to be a completist, and there's only so many hours in the day. So, Tracy, what did you pick? I picked the album from 2021 of Unto Others Strength. It was my number nine on my album of the year last year. 
And this, if you remember back to oh, recording, really, this is the one I was like, I don't know why I like this album as much as I do, but it's really fucking good. If you heard this album, you would not be like, Tracy's going to like this album, but it's a really damn good album. Just to know, spoil it for very everybody. Much the, cure, the Cure vibes or whatever, Interpol or whatever. But we it, tried to convince you uh, before of the some of the evolutionary stuff that came off of New Wave. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a pretty graphic demonstration of that. Sorry, Ben, go ahead. I was just going to say, if Joy Division had hired Kirk Hammond, this is what exactly. it would sound like. Yes, that's it. probably why I said Interpol, which is really just rebooted Joy Division. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that's exactly what this is. And I thought it worked pretty well. I don't know this band. You know, I was reading on Bandcamp, it redefined the genre and also Loudwire. I'm like, I don't know about that. But to me, it just sounds, it re- sounds like... Redefined, redefined the genre. I think like the reviews redefine what goth metal is. Like they're all calling this goth metal. That's it's it. not goth metal. Like it's not even close. Uh, it, it, I would agree that it's not goth metal, but I do see why they're calling it goth because it does kind. It does remind me in places of Ballhouse and stuff like that. Yeah. It's more to do with like the vocalists and some of the lyrics than it does the playing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I read that too. I'm like, I don't think this is really goth metal. It's goth e, as in the goth club I used to go to in Raleigh. They play it, but um, but yeah, I think it's really the vocals and the lyrics is why they sort of put it in that box. But I was a little surprised too. Like it redefines goth metal. I'm like, does it? Maybe it redefines <laughs> new wave by adding Kirk Hammett. But <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me give the details before uh, a- second a studio album by Unto Others. Strength in case I don't remember if Tracy actually said what it was, but maybe he did, and I just wasn't listening to him because that happens sometimes. Released on September 24th of 2021 on Roadrunner Records has a runtime of 46 minutes and 16 seconds. The band is Gabriel Franco on guitars, vocals, keyboards, and he did a majority of the writing, at least the lyrics. Brandon Hill on bass, Colin Franzian on drums, and Sebastian Silva on guitars. And it was produced by Gabe Johnston and Arthur Rizik. They did bring in Corey Boyd and Arthur Rizik to provide additional music. Corey Boyd on guitar and Arthur Rizik played in some keyboards. Oh, yeah. I picked this. I was like, not my subgenre. Well, this album definitely falls in that category, I think, in my opinion. It pertains to me. Health for children. Yeah, Pat Benatar cover. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I would definitely say that this is, this is not what I would think of when I think of a Tracy album, for sure. So I think you passed the assignment on that. I was shocked about how much I actually liked it. But I mean, I like this, this style quite a bit. Um, so this was um, probably uh, an easy sell for me, especially as good as the bass playing is. This was just um, a really fun record to listen to. I mean, it was the one, I don't know that it was, well, it might have been my favorite of the four, but it was the one I had the most fun listening to, I will say that. Did it redefine the genre? That's the real question. Um, well, I mean, I, I don't know. It, I guess they may think it created a genre. I guess if you think of gothic metal as typo negative and you're going to call this goth metal, then yeah, because it sounds nothing like typo <laughs> negative. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have expected this for, for Tracy either. I was sort of surprised, actually, but then I remembered what the assignment was supposed to be. So, there's that. Uh, they were another band before this. I think it's also part of Portland scene. I'm drawing a blank on the name. So they've Idle been Hands. For a while. They, were, they were originally named Idle Hands, and then uh, they got, I think, a, a similar situation of like Kuva Khan, where there was another band under that name, and they changed their name to Undo Others. I think this, I think the phrase you're looking for is a cease and desist letter. Well, I don't know if it ever actually <laughs> oh. escalated to that point. You escalated to that point, Tracy. Um, I. Why do you like it, Tracy? Because I know you, Ben, I, you know, 
then given he like even reviews new wave as you know not surprised if this would be something he would like but you you apparently surprise yourself you like it a lot what is it that draws you to this part of me wants to maybe make you listen to other things that are metal but we've not been very successful with that <laughs> so what <laughs> what uh what do you like about it Tracy? I, I think this album's it's fun and catchy i think it's this album, I think, is exceptionally well done all around for everybody involved. Outside of a few auto-tune cases with his voice, I think he's got a great voice for the genre as well. And it's just kind of like this perfect storm of like, huh, this album's pretty damn good. And I did not expect myself to like it as much as I did. Because I heard their album prior to this one, and I was like, okay, next. And I just didn't think twice about it. There is one ludicrous thing in, in these songs, and it's the sample of the eagle screeching and little birds. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I thought it was the crows outside because there's these crows that attack our house. I'm like, what uh-huh. the fuck? And then I realized it was the music when I saw it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, that. what the fuck was that? And then it happened again. Ah, I, was like, ah, <laughs> I was like, all right. Ah. All right, guys. <laughs> yeah, that was completely ridiculous. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, I'm wearing a German New Wave band t-shirt. I'm, I'm, I tend to like some New Wave and post-punk stuff. Uh, Weirdly enough, I had a real problem with this vocalist. Um, And I guess the problem is that he's like going for Ian Curtis or Robert Smith, but he just doesn't have what they have, you know, and they have a shit ton of it. I also think that the record has a, it has a um, kind of a danger, runs a risk of like merging into like cheesy or, or corny territory. And when I was reading an interview with the vocalist, he said, quote, I take the music seriously, but not too seriously. If I think it's a good idea, but it's corny, then it's still going in, <laughs> unquote. <laughs> and it's like, you know, that's, you could totally see that listening to this record. And it's like, you, can, you know, yeah. he just goes, he just goes there. He just goes for it. And like, yeah, you're true to yourself as an artist, but like, I don't know, do people necessarily want to hear it? <laughs> like, I think, I think also like, you know, um, there are some tracks on here where the lyrics are like going into that new wave territory and, and it just sounds silly. Like it's, you know, because we're, we are in 2022 and some people like that retro thing. But like, on the other hand, it can be really cringy at the same time. So I don't know. Um, you do. There are some points in the album, too, where I had to respect the fact that he was going all in, that he was just kind of going for it. So there were some moments on here that I thought were really good. I did have a lot of problems with his voice, though. And that's fair. I don't think he's the best vocalist in the world. As I went back and re-listened to this, because it's funny, when I listen to this, I always walk away thinking that's more new wave than it is metal. But then when I'm listening to it, I was like, man, this has got some really cool like riffs and stuff in it and get cool guitar lifts that are actually really thrashy. Um, so I appreciated that. But it's it's like one of those things that as soon as it's over, I go back to thinking, well, that was just a new wave album. Somehow I stumbled into so you, new wave. You wanted more, I guess you like new wave, Tracy. I think Ben wanted more cowbell. That's what I'm hearing. Obviously. There's always room for more cowbell. There's like a couple of tracks that are actually really heavy on this, but I don't, I think the majority is like, it's more along the lines of like, like post-punk yeah, or even going to like the, like, you know, some of the kind of um, trades in like the synth, you know, goes in the synth pop kind of direction a little bit. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, of course. Um, but it doesn't remind me as much of metal. No, hundred percent. It actually, uh, the closest thing that I can think of that we've reviewed here to this is probably that one paradise lost album. Um, out of the 18 billion of them that we did. Um, cause it was very new wavy as well. It was. As somebody who really likes Interpol and joint vision and killing joke, this was, you know, gang of four. I'm into post-punk. So I, it's pretty damn cool. And it didn't bother me that it was 
super heavy, which I know often I like, but I also listen to that genre. So for me, it was just like that with a guitar. So I was like, oh, okay. I thought it was successful, but I could see how if you're a, a new wave purist, you know, it's not that either. I figured it, when I picked it, I was like, I think most of the guys, they will be somewhat like this album. I didn't think any of you guys would outright hate it. And just like, damn it, Tracy, really? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This actually is among my favorite Tracy albums. So it's a long list of like five. I mean, you did have Chemist. Um, I like the Chemist albums. Um, that's the only one that immediately springs to mind. Uh, but I know that there have been others. You're probably right. It's probably five to ten at most, which is not an excellent <laughs> batting average for three years. But Three years, 500 <laughs> albums later. Just <laughs> Two of these are okay. Yay. Should we move Point on to tracks? Yeah, let's do it. I kind of like them all. They're all really quick, short. You're in and out, and they move fairly quickly. Um, yeah, I agree with Tracy on that. I kind of like them all. Again, I don't think that I wouldn't pull one of these off to put on a playlist, but I would just dive into the album because uh, as Gabe said, there are some cheesy elements in some of these songs that out of context would be really weird if it popped up on a playlist, but like in context, I actually kind of dig. Yeah, I'm also team all of them. It's, it too is a whole last vibe and I like, to, I like the rise. The Eagle was a little unsettling, but uh, I think, I think it's <laughs> I, I this is the kind of album I would put on and let it ride. Says the guy who goes, <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, I guess even it was too, it was too, it was too close, Gabe. Yeah, too soon. Um, so I'm the odd man out here. I only like the few tracks on here a lot. Um, I thought the opener, uh, Heroin, is really strong. I liked uh, When Will God's Work Be Done? It's really nice and heavy. I liked Summer Lightning, and I also liked. Uh, strength, uh, you know, the closer because it just goes all in and I can respect that. Hell yeah. So now we're on to the one that Gabe picked. His assignment, his pick. Yeah, so I picked um, the album Follow the Blind uh, by Blind Guardian which is came out in 1989. Yes sir, April 14th of 1989. Runtime of 38 minutes and 49 seconds. It was released on No Remorse Records. Uh, the band was Hansai Kirsch on bass and vocals, Andre Obrick on guitars and vocals, Marcus Sipion on guitars and vocals, and Thomas Stock on drums. They had Callie Trapp come in and lay down some backing vocals and guitars. Matthias Weisner on keyboards and Kai Hansen did some guest vocals and a guest lead guitar. It was produced by Cal Trapp and has a D&D esque album cover. Like no other. <laughs> it's it's super nerdy. They ripped um, out of like a D and D third edition booklet. Yeah, well, actually, I'm surprised that Tolkien didn't sue them for this album cover, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Tolkien was dead at that point. Yeah, I uh, I assume none of us have heard any tracks of the one coming out in September. I think a couple songs are out already. I, I have, have not. Well, I, I just added it to the 2022 list because the cover is cool as shit. Well, uh, I actually, you, I'm, I'm going to say I like Blind Garden. I hadn't listened to anything this early from them, you know, and how I got through them was through the association of um, the lead singer with his teaming um, with John Schaefer before John Schaefer became a treasonous ass in Demons and Wizards. And that made me search out Blind Guardian. And, and so I really like it, although this is not at all like what their later albums are, although it looks like it would oh, be I was going to ask. What do they sound like later? Like proggier? No, like they are like 
they are yeah they are like almost diggy diggy dug levels of power metal later on <laughs> like you could you can see the early like hmm, the early traces of it in this album but they go full on power metal what would you say somewhere far beyond or something like that around that album that's what i would guess i have i haven't listened to all their later stuff i've i think i've listened to like probably through the mid 90s but it's been a while since i actually yeah. revisited those records and it was a long time ago when i listened to like their middle earth nightfall middle earth like. that's, yeah that's what i was gonna say it was maybe imaginations from the other side or nightfall in middle earth yeah by the time that they do like what is the album after that a night at the opera they are like full-on power metal um gabe could you walk us through how and why you picked this out sure so um i thought that it was i mean it it fits well with the theme that i thought sort of thought up for this uh week i uh went to this metal conference in germany about 10 years ago now and when I was there, I was asking people, because I was really new to metal, um, which metal bands I should dig into to get a better understanding of the genre. And Blind Guardian was one of the names that I remembered and kind of wrote down. I didn't know what they sounded like. And so when I came home, I went back to like the very beginning of their catalog, uh, which I often do with new bands I want to explore. And I ended up kind of liking the first couple of records. This was like, I didn't even know what speed metal or power metal or anything was but it kind of just hit a chord with me i don't know why and listening to it now and sort of listening to it as okay this is like before power metal was really power metal i appreciate it for the speed i appreciate it for the heaviness the sing-along choruses work for me you know there's great melodies you can hear on this record there's some sick nasty solos and just lots of drama like you can just hear that drama coming through there their compositions and you know that nerdiness you know is is kind of endearing like that opening sort of the opening uh intro they ripped from like monty python um and and the closer uh which we'll talk about <laughs> later uh it's just totally nerdy but they're so they're having so much fun doing it and it's nice to, to kind of uh be able to experience that along with them so i guess those are the reasons why i would why i picked this and um i guess you can judge whether this is a, appropriately uh, not my subgenre or not. That's fair. I groaned a bit the first time I listened to it. I like the Monty Python. Then I'm like, oh, dear God, Gabe, what the, fuck, what the fuck have you done? I was not pleased. But then I will admit, as I listen to it more and as I let the dwarves wash over me, the riffs are pretty bright. There's like good riffs in here. The solos and the playing is good. And it started reminding me of, uh, you know, there were definitely some strong Maiden vibes. Uh, and oh, this, yeah. this isn't my genre. Right, there's so many maiden vibes here, and I started hooking onto that. I don't know what was going on in Crayfeld. I guess just a lot of maiden. Uh, you know, the other what are the other bands in this genre like Dragon Force, Sabaton, and Halloween? I guess there's they're supposed to be the fourth. Uh, you know, OG big four power metal bands. Tracy would know more about me. No, um, Dragon Force right. and, and Sabaton are much later. Halloween would have been like with Gamma Ray, um, so stuff Hammerfall. like that. So uh, actually, I, yeah. Let me, let me rephrase, not OG, but when literally when you look up, like what defines power metal, these both oh. of the four bands. Let's see. Apologies. Hammerfall, right. Sonata yeah. Arctica, Brave City of Fire, these guys, Blind Guardian. Brave City of Blue. Yeah, I, um, what do you think, Tracy? I mean, this is very much more in your genre than certainly than so, power metal. It pisses me off. When I, I'm not going to lie. When I saw the Blind Guardian, it was like, cool, power metal. And then we get, I'm like, and it's thrash <laughs> metal. <laughs> I was like, Hell I was like yeah. and I was like, Okay, I could see it because you know another band that does this a lot is Sonata Article, where they do the much more speed mathy metal, but 
these guys, it still had the lyrics of what you associate with the power metal album, but they've got the playing of a thrash metal band. So it's um, proto children about them. Like that's a little bit really fair. Yeah. And so, and so I was like, not gonna lie. I was was disappointed that it wasn't just straight up power metal (laughs) and getting the Uh, doodly doodly do. But I mean, this album it's pretty well done. They do also do a lot of the, uh, I'm going to call them drunken chorus chant songs in here as well. Like oh, you yeah. get a lot more yeah, of the, the full sure. harmonics between harmonies between each of the guy, people in the band singing, or if I don't know if that's layered in the studio, but they definitely play their instruments fast. Oh, it's almost, it's anthrax. Like if I was going to like them to a typical thrash band, the anthrax is so who they took mm-hmm. much more afterwards. I think. I, I sure, love that. Uh, what you, oh, no, you go ahead, David. I was simply going to say, I love that what made Tracy disappointed pleased me. I'm like, oh, this is straight power metal. I'm like, oh, no, it's actually kind of thrash and speed. And so I, then I got on the ride willingly, and Tracy was the opposite. <laughs> so I just find that amazing. Like, we both got on the ride, and you were the more I, I, I went the ride, the more I liked I, it. I, I went expecting Doors and Tally Ho and did not get that. <laughs> well, you kind of got Tally Ho, but yeah, indeed. You got a dwarf on the cover, or maybe that's a hobbit. I don't know, but that's um, a hobbit. The beard's not big enough. Okay, we're not maybe going to get food. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this um, really falls into the lineage, and I know that Gamma Ray came just a little bit after them, but that is really coming out of Halloween and coming out of Maiden. Um, and so, you know, what's the difference between speed metal and thrash? Well, it uh, to me, it's that thrash has much more punk in it, and this has no punk in it at all. Um, so definitely on the speed end of things, but I really en- enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, as it's already been saying, the, the guitar playing in this is pretty sick. The singer is amazing. He always has been. That's one of the things that I loved about Demons and Wizards was his voice. And, you know, uh, there's a lot to like here, even though I, like Tracy, this is not what I was expecting when I saw that we were going to be doing some Blind Guardian cover man <laughs> when i pulled it up i was like ah shit <laughs> <laughs> but you did get your ah shit there at the end of the sound i think i mean you know as i said the minute the more i heard the thrash i was like let me just emphasize that i mean it wasn't power slave but which i guess also more speed than, than thrash i had to work that in there again just for you but uh yeah <clears throat> I, I liked it the more i listened to it so i spun it like i don't know two or three times last night and nobody yelled at me that's the other thing this is playing. I was like, huh? And I didn't get yelled at. So that was nice. I got to say, I mean, and I'm a D&D nerd and I like fantasy, but if I had seen this in my record shop in 1990, I would not have bought this because of that cover. No fucking way. Absolutely not. <laughs> that would, that would no, have been too uh, much no. for people knowing you kept your nerdiness hidden. Well, it wasn't that I kept my nerdiness just, to hidden. It was just like a Slayer or this. Hell yeah, Slayer. Yes, same. <laughs> same. Team Slayer. 1992, it was all Slayer. Yeah. So every channel i mean fuck look at the look at the cover to um rustin uh, yeah rustin oh, yeah. to this you know it's like that looks yeah. badass that looks like it's from 1982 exactly so. it looks like a role-playing game that i didn't buy because it's yeah. a knockoff <laughs> exactly tunnels and trolls like and it's tunnels and trolls <laughs> exactly griffins and towers some shit you're like no hard pass i'm just like yes. that girt yeah, yeah GURP, right? Generic GURP. universal role playing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I, I do appreciate this album cover now more now though. But we've had a game has a a tendency to pick albums that usually they're death metal that have like very TNT esque album covers. So totally. 
Maybe that's how Gabe does all his picking. He, he's actually a secret role-playing <laughs> He's fan. like, which one of like, these can I use for a campaign? Oh, that one. <laughs> he's running like, it, Lord. He's DM like three different groups. And whatever album he picks, that's what he bases that day that we should play off of. Well, I would play in all those games. I mean, it does. It does. I play those games too. But it reminds me of how much being old like Ben that that cover thing was how you picked albums in a way that's difficult to appreciate now when you just stream whatever like that yeah looking at the thing in the store and flipping through the you know flipping through the racks or whatever that's that was a huge part of why i did or did not pick something up oh yeah all the time especially if you it, hear it. It, it, it was you couldn't hear almost anywhere when that when i came here not here it was germany anyway i'm in austria but when i first went to germany you could listen before you bought my mind was blown. That's one of the ways I ended up with so much different kind of music, so much, you know, so many different kinds of music from Berlin. It's because you could actually listen. Before that, it was purely name recognition and mm-hmm. kind of the cover. And maybe that's where my my brand loyalty started, because that's all I had to go on until like, oh, yeah. well into the 90s. Oh, yeah. Like, so I can remember. And like, metal first... magazines. Yeah. yeah. I can remember the first time that I went into a record store and like they had the thing where you could scan the barcode and it would play you maybe 30 seconds of three of the tracks. Totally. And I... So it was like that okay. was already innovative. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah it was. I was blown away. I, I, like, fucking, oh, yeah. <laughs> I fucking hated when I spent three hours wages on an album because you know minimum wage wasn't really that much lower than it is now. Anyway, yeah. and then it was shitty. I was so angry, <laughs> right? And they wouldn't let you return it because it sucked. That wasn't one of those things. It sucked. Indeed. I want my money back. They're like too bad. You see, you, you should have known with the Hobbit is what you were getting into. Shall we talk about the tracks? Let's do it. Gabe, what did you like? I mean, I kind of like all of them. I'm not going to lie. My favorite tracks, though, are Banished from Sanctuary, Hall of the King, Fast of Madness. Valhalla is my favorite track ever. I think it's the true closer. And I also liked uh, Don't Break the Circle, uh, which is a CD-only track, and it's a cover. So I don't know if it even counts. But um, I liked it. I mean, yeah, the beach... I was just going to say the, the Beach Boys cover at the very end. It's it's very fun, but the re-release of the album gives a lot better closing options because it's just like, you know, uh, other songs of theirs that are that are cool. But it's like it, it's also just super nerdy. I mean, it's like, <laughs> can you can you imagine any metal band today like closing their album with like a Beach Boys cover? Like that's it's totally ridiculous. Nobody. Well, I was going to say Children of Bottom. I can imagine them doing it because they did the baby one more time. But that's also the same kind of like, that's the same kind of fun. You know, they're totally having fun doing it. Interloper is a good example too, but Rio was like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. Rio is 80s, right? And it's Interloper is like covering them like a couple of decades later. Barbara Ann's like much older. (laughs) You got to think though, this album came out in 87, was it? 89? 89. 89. Barbara Ann's only a couple of decades old at that point, too. Yeah. 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 We're Still sort of nerdy, from, though. We're looking at it. <laughs> it's pretty nerdy. Ago. It's very nerdy. I did I appreciate was, it. Um, I was like, what the hell's happening? And I knew I had this was a remaster in 2017. I was like, surely this is some sort of unreleased track. And Gabe was like, no, bitch. Like, this was, <laughs> this was always on the air. So, <laughs> uh, always and forever. Well, oh, man. I don't, I'm not going to lie. But I, when I put the album on here and I saw Barbara and I'm like, no, they fucking didn't. And I took them and I was like, oh, they fucking did. <laughs> what amazed me about it was how, like, dead up a cover it was. Like, true yeah, to the original. Yeah. Uh, I thought most of these songs are pretty good and fun once you listen to it three times or whatever. Um, I do think I like Gabe. I think Bill Howell is pretty amazing. 
Uh, I also liked Fall of the Blind and Hell of the King. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of in the same camp. I think that Inquisition as an opener that's only 41 seconds, uh, you know, not the best, but uh, Banished from Sanctuary, really good, Damned for All Time, Follow the Blind. So I'm pretty much with the entire side of what I've been the first side on the album or the, the cassette. And then like Fast and Madness and Beyond the Eyes are really cool too. I'm there with you guys as well. I like Banished from Sanctuary, Damned for All Time, Hall of the King, and Valhalla. And I enjoy the cover. I can be all mad out on that. Oh, I appreciate the cover. I just know that I would not have bought this in 1990 or whenever when I would have saw it in a record store because of the cover, because of who I no, was. No, I'm, the I'm saying the, the Barbara Ann cover. Oh, no, I, mean, I like I, it. I like it. I like <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it's time to grade these things. Ben? Yep. How do you, how do you really feel about Black Cascade? Um, I am going to give that a C, just a straight up C. Um, it's not my thing, but the playing was fine. Um, if you're into black metal, you'll probably like it, but you can miss me with that. I'm going to come in just below that at a C minus. I'm going to come in below that at a D. Again, I don't want to teach them next year, dear God. Like I want some other teacher to, it to be their problem, but just. It's not, it's both that it's not my genre, but I found it even for the genre kind of abrasive and just, just didn't go anywhere. D. I didn't fail it, but no, did dude. You rarely give out D's, so that was kind of surprising. Uh, I mean, I tried to be charitable, but this one just pissed me off and got my host, like, frightened my host family. So, <laughs> right. so I, I know I don't give off D's very often. No, dude. I get that people like it. Maybe I should bump it back up, but. Where how you want to, um, but I'm going to be the uh, the change you want to see in the world, and I'm going to give this a low A minus a ninety. Holy God! Uh-oh. All right. Okay <laughs> <laughs> oh, then. I just Jesus. bounced out. I basically, I just bounced out Tracy. So that's my D. So, yeah. <laughs> a minus. Well, damn. I, I want to know how much. Big d- black metal is paying you, Tracy. Big Atmo black. If you got my other Atmo black grace or in a similar score as well, I mean, it's not like I'm not making the point I'll, I'll, I'm wanting to be making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could yeah. still be on the payroll. That doesn't, <laughs> yeah, for real. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that gives us an aggregate gate of 76 for this album. I would buy this album. I think it's it's say none of y'all would. You are right. Absolutely not. Yeah. Nope. Um, Never. Thanks for not being Nazis, guys. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel about Damnum. Oh, I like this album a lot. I mean, it's not classic yet, so I'm not going to push it into the 95 and up territory, but it's certainly one of my five favorites of the year. Five favorites of the year. I'm going to give it a 94. Um, I'm almost there with you. I'm going to give it a 92. I just can't quite give an A to an album just recently released. Got to give it some time to set with me. I've had this February and all the time we have given us that climate. So it's 94. I don't think it's as good as their last album. I'm going to give it a B minus. I am going to give this a B. I liked it a lot better the first couple of times I listened to it. And I like it. I like half of this album, like literally 30 minutes of this album, <laughs> which is, which is kind of sad or something. It's maybe a little bit more than 30 minutes, but anyway, uh, not enough for me to, bump it up to uh anything higher you need the ep recut yeah 
that gives us an aggregate of an 88 on this. Would you buy this album, gentlemen? Oh, yeah. I would. I might. Yeah, I might. I just, as good as I think it was, which, I mean, you know, if you heard me talk about it, it didn't sound like I thought it was that good, but I gave it a good grade because it's just so well played. I just don't see myself returning to it a whole lot, so I don't know that I would bother to buy it. Fair enough. Um, On to other strengths. This was my number nine from last year. I'm going to give it a 96 and A. Oh, wow. I'm going to come in a little lower because I well, I do like post-punk and do it and stuff. Um, I'm not sure it quite met. I don't know. There's such a high bar for some of this. What did you say? B plus. Apologies. I know traffic has begun. <laughs> the, the day is beginning here in Bregan. I'm still on the street. Yeah, B plus. Um, I agree with David. I'm going to give it a B plus. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, but the the as Gabe said, the vocals are kind of weak, so it's not an A album to me, but uh, a really good album nonetheless. Yeah, um, I like the idea of the album, but I don't think it's a good execution. And I didn't like too many of the songs on it. I'm also just like not here for Robert Smith's robot cousin, and uh, <laughs> this is going to get a C plus. <laughs> that gives us an average of 88 on this album would you buy it obviously i would with the grading i gave it oh yeah i think i I might actually i would totally buy this i i have listened to that one more than i have the others this week sure b plus is my cutoff but yeah i think i'd get it up last on the bat is gates pick and blind guardian follow the blind I just now got that name because they're blind. Follow the blind guardian. Yeah. So follow them where they go. So I guess there's like, hey, more things to come on our discography, guys. Just pay attention. Yeah, they were talking about Twitter before Twitter existed. <laughs> um, In this thread, this is a this is the tube with the slash with nothing behind it. Exactly. Well, I guess I'll go first because I picked it and I am going to give this an A minus because I think that it's really, really quite good. Uh, it doesn't get old to me that the, the, you know, the opening non song does get old, but like <laughs> I can always skip over that and I'm totally good for the rest of it. And I like both, you know, the, uh, the first version of the record with, you know, the nine songs on it, like the, and I like the releases too. Um, it's a different way to end the record. It's nice. I'll go next. I'm going to give it a B plus, an 87. Like it's a solid album overall. Was surprised by it. A little disappointed one power metal, but it's still a solid album overall. Um, I'll go next. I'm going to agree with Tracy on this. I, did, I think this is a B plus as well. I'll go give it the 87 because I did think the others was just a little bit better. But yeah, man, this is this is really cool and fun. Um, I think I like some of the stuff where they do embrace the cheesiness of power metal a little bit more. But I was really shocked by how much of this was the was speed metal and really enjoyed the guitars um as a a big thrash fan you give me like these twin attacking guitars and i'm here for it every day uh i was surprised how much i did like it because at first just looking at it i was like oh god and i heard it and i said oh god again but um i like venom and sucker for two guard two guitar attack and i like speed metal i'm not going to come in quite as high as you all but i'm going to give it an 83 i'm still going to give it a b it gives us an aggregate of 87 all right. Band. Yeah. Oh, why? Uh, we got 87, 88, 88, and C. 76. <laughs> the only reason that's not worse is because I, I like that album. I mean, I had to counteract you, Tracy. I had to stop uh, you. <laughs> this is a good album for me. Over, good week for me overall. I had fun. LDM. 
I like that. We'll have to maybe have to revisit that um, selection criteria again at some point. Yeah, maybe. I'll do oh. the assignment better. Before we <laughs> <laughs> follow the well, rules. I don't know. Tracy's got that big black metal money to throw around, so maybe you won't. I, I know. <laughs> maybe I won't. Go, I, just I to just say, really just to say Tracy won't lean on you again. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just really hate Prague, y'all. I just hate Prague. And then, you know, can we, can we trust you now as a picker, David? Because knowing that you can be corrupted. You're going to have to have yeah, a spreadsheet you... substitute. Someone, <laughs> the spreadsheet will just pick for you. I mean, yeah, that, we'll, that was the we'll system take, Tracy created. We'll take care of that, David. The spreadsheet will help you from now on picking. <laughs> oh, well, it, so in essence, that because you lead on me, I'm corruptible. Now it's entirely in your control. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. <laughs> Tracy, oh, oh, oh. Republican politician. I, so totally. I don't me, say I, such I horrible things to me. Don't say <laughs> such horrible <laughs> things to me. Oh, 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 I, I thought you stop the madness that I've created. I thought you liked me more than that, Ben. Uh, oh, bitch! I still owe you for the the uh, the comment last week. So <laughs> you do. <laughs> True, but before, before we get on too much of a tangent here, would you buy Blind Guardians up? I don't think eh, I asked that. Eh. Um. Yeah, I probably would. You know, just because. Uh, it's cool to have something. It's not as cool in this day and age when it's so easy to get music, but it's cool to have something that good that sure. is German, you know, from that era. I yeah, I didn't even talk well. about that. Like, I think it's doubly cool that this, these guys are German and they made it and they made it so big. You know what I mean? They've yeah. been around for so long. Indeed. Especially considering how power metal is not readily acceptable in the States, in a sense, or it's not ex- as accepted, mm-hmm. but they still made a name this over on this side of the ocean. You know, we can't all be digging in a hole. <laughs> as much as we might want to be exactly. Can't. Exactly. well tune in for our next scrap bag that we do as we do Ben's criteria as we look at solo projects slash side projects should be some interesting combinations there well I hope, we certainly hope so I wonder if we'll see uh, the Blind Guardians we think are side project on here probably not considering John Schaefer said it but. yeah if, if John Schaefer had not shit the bed then yes, because I do like yeah. uh, Demons and Wizards quite a bit. But I, I at least did this next one. I did the assignment correctly, so there's that. Did you, David? Did you? We'll have to put up a review and make sure it is. If and, it's not, your selection will be chosen for you. Oh, I guess your place with Dream Theater. Is that what you're telling me? Five <laughs> projects, Nightmare Cinema, all, or whatever. All of a sudden, James Fabrizio Alb from this year shows up in David's spot. Yeah, it totally. Moon and I'm replaced by the robot thing. Robert. Yeah. I get replaced by <laughs> robot Robert Smith. <laughs> Indeed. Robert Smith's robot cousin, please. That's it. No, well said. <laughs> Him from there. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in for this episode of Thunderdome Interviews. And join us next time. <laughs>